This podcast is brought to you by Audible. Stay tuned after the show for a special offer. Hey guys, welcome to episode 21 of the NeoWin podcast. I'm Rich Woods. And I'm João. No last name because I, I realize that's uh, that's a long name for you don't for have a people. last name anymore. You're like no, Madonna or Cher. <laughs> I'm dropping the last name. Wow. Continue the no more supported. That's a that's a <laughs> that's a bold <laughs> statement for your brand. So all right. Cool. Cool. All right. <laughs> cool stuff. Um so what's what's new with you? Got anything cool? Yeah, so this week I got the my review unit for the Ray, Razer Anzu Smart Glasses. And you guys can see this on podcast, but these things I, are huge. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you look like such a dork. <laughs> yeah, these things are huge. So they do come in two sizes. So yeah, I didn't yeah, ask yeah. for any. They sent me the large and it, this looks ridiculous on me. But they're so pretty what? cool. So what they have they have speakers built into them? And yeah, they have speakers. And what what I find weird, and I just realized that um, now, is that they're they're not linked through the lens. Like it, each uh, arm is a separate device. Oh, okay. Oh shoot! Like truly wireless earbuds. Um, yeah. Have you tried to see if if people are or how much people around you can hear music that's playing through them? Uh, I haven't uh, done that too much, but I but I did try a little bit. It doesn't seem that bad. Like for a comfortable hearing level for the user, like yeah. just less than arm's length away, I don't think you can hear it anymore. So you know, it's I don't think that's a huge deal. I, I have to test it more, but it seems like yeah. it's fine. Cool. Yeah, Huawei sent me smart glasses once, and that, but they sent me sunglasses, and it was like the middle of winter, so it got dark at like four o'clock, and and <laughs> the timing was just bad. And, and I, I appreciate that those are regular glasses because those I would actually use. These are like, actually everything because the the yeah. lenses, the lenses are replaceable, and they include both in the box. Oh, so it com- cool! It comes with these with the blue light filter, and then the box includes the sunglasses, and you can just swap them out. Very Being cool. with a carrying case, charger, it's pretty, it's a pretty complete package in that sense. And you cool. can you can get them with um, what's the word for actually enhancing your vision? I don't know what what like actual proper lenses. I don't know. Enhancing <laughs> your vision. I don't know. Yeah, well, like proper glasses. Corrective lenses. Yeah, yeah, you can get them from Lensable or something. Yeah, but cool. I got the OnePlus Nine series. That's um I got the like nine and the nine pro. Yeah, that, that arrived um I guess what two days after the launch. So uh the OnePlus nine launched last week. Was it Tuesday? Was the launch event? Yeah, twenty third Tuesday. There's not a lot of surprises, right? Uh Snapdragon eight eighty eight processor, eight or twelve gigs of RAM, one twenty eight gigs or two fifty six gigs of storage, uh hundred and twenty hertz displays on both, although it's flat on the nine. Uh, it's an adaptive 120 hertz display on the 9 Pro, which can go between 1 hertz and 120 hertz, which is cool. And then, of course, the, 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 yeah, the big story is the the camera, right? The Hasselblad partnership. And by the way, they spent like the first 20 minutes of their launch event just talking about that. And that's a, that's a thing for them because their cameras have historically not competed with yeah. the rest of the market. So they're just not there. So... 
Yes, yeah, so the main sensor here on the 9 Pro is the same as the Fine X3 Pro, the IMX789, right? That's the same. No. No? No. No, the, the, the Find X3 Pro uses uh, an IMX 766. Oh, okay. And it's using the, the same sensor uh, in the main and the ultra-wide sensor in the Find oh, X3 okay. Pro. And the idea okay. was to use the same sensor twice so you get the same uh, colors from both sensors. Right. So uh, OnePlus did not go with that strategy. They did use the 766 in the ultra-wide on both phones. Yeah, I'm just seeing that. Right, so the nine Pro is using this uh, uh, the seven eighty nine, a uh, custom seven eighty nine. The the nine is using a six eighty nine, and the only difference between those two sensors seems to be um, optical image stabilization. Oh, okay. That's yeah, cool. yeah. So um, yeah, and the, and the other difference between the two cameras is is because um, they both have the fifty megapixel ultra wide. They both have a stupid two megapixel monochrome, oh, which is dumb. <laughs> Yeah, this man. Yeah, and then the nine Pro has that zoom lens, which they keep leaving off. Of, I feel like telephoto lenses are being ignored by the market. Yeah, and I, that's a shame because I find the, those actually more interesting than ultra wide. I mean, I like them both, but yeah, I, I'm starting to like telephoto lenses more, especially if it's periscope, which it isn't in this case. But the, those yeah. periscope lenses are cool. Yeah, you get these like 5x zoom lens and some company like, like Huawei is doing a t uh, 10x zoom lens and other companies have too. Um, yeah, even like the Oppo Find X3 Pro, they had, I think they had 5x last year on the on the Find yeah. X2 Pro. Now they have 2x. Right, it's a shame. Yeah, they that. I, don't, I don't know why they did that. That is a shame. Yeah, yeah. And same thing, like, um, I don't know, I want to say OnePlus 7T. Had a had a zoom lens, and then the uh, the eight and the eight T did not. You know, it's a, it's no, a they can't make up their mind to that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a shame. So, so those are the two key differences between the the nine and the nine Pro is no OIS in the main sensor and no telephoto lens on the nine. Um, but so far, I've I've enjoyed it. Again, I've I've had this thing for like twenty four hours. Um, Obviously, the display is amazing, you know, um, because that but that was the case. Ever, ever I think the seven the seven Pro was one of the first phones out there with a ninety hertz display. Yeah, and then and then they did one hundred and twenty with the eight Pro, and um, so like they're they're leading the charge when it comes to nice displays, um, fast charging. Warp Charge sixty five T is awesome. Uh, Warp Charge fifty wireless. That's what it's called, right? Um, yeah, that's that, awesome. that is the stupidest name. At the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, so yeah, they sent over the new wireless charger. Um, you know, it's fifty watts. It's awesome. By the way, the, the one thing the nine uh, has fifteen watt wireless charging, and mm -hmm. I don't care that it's slow. Just the fact that it has wireless charging is such a big difference like, like it was so annoying with like the one plus eight was an awesome phone but not having wireless charging is a deal breaker i gotta admit i can't really relate i've never had wireless charging so yeah that's out of the way i've never had the wireless charger in my life really? so i have okay. no idea how much more convenient that actually is mm. i mean i can i can imagine it's not hard to imagine but i've never had one so i i never really considered a deal breaker for me it's never really hard to just plug in the cable right but i but i hear that a lot a lot of people seem to say that's a big deal so 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the way that I kind of function is that I, I just like I have a wireless charging pad that's built into my mouse pad. So when when I'm working, oh. I just kind of leave my phone on that, and it charges throughout the day. Um, or I have that that OnePlus wireless charger on my desk, and it charges in like minutes, which is wild. Because <laughs> I remember they had 35 watt charging in the 8 Pro. I remember the 8 Pro was the first phone from OnePlus that had wireless charging at all, and then they didn't put it in the non-Pro until now. So I'll, I'll like I'll take it. You know, um, another thing about wireless charging is that the the they redesigned the charger. Uh, so it has two coils in it. You can put the phone vertically or horizontally, but also the cable is not attached to the charger. Oh, you can, oh, you yes. can, oh that's cool. Yeah, that one, that was a huge design flaw flow with last year's because the not only was the cable attached to the charger, but it was sh uh, it was a short cable, so I used uh -oh. to like sit on the back corner of my desk because uh -oh. I couldn't do anything. Yeah. So now you can use a different cable, a longer cable. Right. I think the the horizontal and vertical thing is pretty important too. Like it makes it a lot easier to view content. That's the example they used. But yeah. if you're watching your video or something, I think that's a pretty cool thing to have. Yeah. Yeah. And well, well, with the old one, you wouldn't be able to do that because it was just so hard to place it anywhere where it would be comfortable to watch content. It was like a three foot cable. So if you're putting it. <laughs> If you're putting it on a desk, you immediately have no room because it's three feet from the wall outlet to the top of the desk. So you have right. no room to put it anywhere. Um, yeah, so that that was a big issue. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's the OnePlus 9 Pro. Like uh, like I said, 120 hertz displays on both. Um, it's flu a fluid display 2.0. Is that just because it did sound TPO on the 9 Pro? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the... You know the brand for it, uh, right. so like one hertz to to 120 hertz means like, for instance, with the with the always on display, which is new to Oxygen OS 11, um, you can turn down that refresh rate and save save power that way. Right. Um, yeah, and the um, going back to the Hasselblad partnership, that's um, it's mostly software related right now. Uh, color calibration. Apparently, there's no actual um, hardware collaboration on that. So I'm not actually sure that hardware collaboration is necessary. They, uh, like, I feel like the hardware is there. They've just really always struggled with proper color calibration and stuff like that. Right. Also, uh, some weird focusing issues that I've had. So, oh, yeah, I've heard of that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the OnePlus 9 series. But they did say it's going to be like a, a running partnership that they're probably going to... They said three years. Or, right, yeah. yeah. So so next year should be interesting. There's going to be new... Like, like there's going to be a hardware collaboration next year, I'm sure. And um, I, I'm, I'm going to be curious to see what, what kind of differences they make and like kind of put them side by side. And I also want to put this side by side with the OnePlus 8 Pro because... Um, I just want to see what what this partnership actually means. Like we've seen partnerships like this with Leica and Huawei and and Zeiss and Nokia and and right. it usually comes out pretty good. I just don't know like how far this is when it's not a hardware collaboration. So, we'll see. Right. Yeah. I've only had it for 24 hours. Yeah. Not you know. Anything else? Oh, the OnePlus watch too. Can't forget about that. They announced a smartwatch. 
Oh, they did. And yeah. They did. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people that I've spoken to are super interested in this because it's $159. And I don't know if they should be yet. Uh, no one has review units yet. They're coming in April. Right. And so, like, the deal with this thing is it looks like a round smartwatch. Um, it looks a, a lot like, you know, um, actually, it looks like a Samsung Galaxy Watch Active 2. So, um, but it, it's not running Wear OS. It's running some kind of custom software. They didn't really say what. Uh, so no one really knows what, what's on it. It's interesting to me because it sounds a lot like the Huawei Watch GT series. <laughs> um, so it's got four gigs of storage. Um, I think it's got a gig of RAM, but two weeks of battery life, something that you cannot get with Wear OS. And that's that's the always the telltale sign that that you're not using Wear <laughs> OS is that it actually has decent battery life. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that, that's the story though. That like like it does the key things that a smartwatch should do, which is uh tracks your fitness. It gives you notifications, and then you know it gets two weeks of battery life. Tracks your sleep as well, but that seems to be it. Oh, you can you can do local music playback too, right? Can hold up to five hundred songs, so that's pretty good. I won't do it. Who who has songs to transfer onto a watch these days? I want to know, <laughs> and I want to know. I like because Huawei does it. Um, a couple other companies do it, where where you can transfer music to a watch. Like I want to know who is transferring music to a watch that owns these MP3 files and is transferring them rather than using a streaming service. Who is not using a streaming service right now? Because if <laughs> I if I'm a Spotify subscriber, I can't go and and transfer my music onto that watch. Right, you have to. You always have to use your. Yeah, your, who has five hundred songs? Get out of here! <laughs> I feel like yeah. to, to most people that that music playback is is just useless. Yeah, I feel like they should probably they would get a lot more attention if they invested in a partnership. But since they don't have Wear OS, in, if they worked with Spotify to get a, a app, an app specifically designed for their watch that you yeah. could use, I think that probably be more interesting. Yeah, but. Oh well, and, eh, it, it's there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm skeptical because, like, I, I remember what, like, this. It sounds a lot like the Huawei Watch GT series, and I remember when Huawei launched the Watch GT, and it, it was very, it felt very lacking at the time, and then they came back the next year with the GT2, and it got a lot better, and now the GT2 Pro is one of my favorite smartwatches, and. I just I, I wonder how this like this is a first gen product do, trying to do something new and something basic and I think that people are going to find it to be lacking, you know. But we'll see. Yeah, possibly. It does have a lot of workout types. 110. I think that's more than Huawei has. I I think I remember. I think Kong. Huawei's got over 200 now. Oh yeah. Oh, oh wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like that, that, when they did the pro, they there was a lot. Oh, okay. they they added uh, like going to the driving range, you know, golf. Oh, uh, right. so that's <laughs> that's a thing. All right, let's move on to Windows 10 because we're getting new icons in the File Explorer. I right. am way more excited for icons than I should ever be excited for icons. But it's, the... really, it's really interesting because it is a it's a huge it's a it's a like it's a bigger change to the OS than it sounds like. Right. What do you think about these icons? I love them. I I yeah. think they look really cool. 
uh, the desktop icon is really cute because if you look closely, it actually has like desktop icons in the desktop icon, <laughs> and and you can uh, even system tray and stuff. It's like a miniaturized desktop on a folder. It's really cute. Well, you are super excited about this. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, yeah, I, I love all of them. Uh, they're very colorful. I like that. They look very modern. I do like the idea of moving away from. You know the standard Manila folder. I wonder, like these are just known folders that are changing, though, like desktop, downloads, pictures, documents, music, videos, and and so now my regular folders are going to look so boring. Oh know? well, they did update the design of the regular folders too, but uh, so they have the same shape and the same design. They just don't have all the that color flare and the the icons on them. They're just folders, but now with that okay. new design. So they did update that, and zip files also were updated. Nice. Um, they they've been fairly through. If you thorough, I mean, not too. Yeah, they well, they changed the recycle bin. They changed. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I shouldn't have said that they only. I I didn't mean to say that they only changed known folders because that's obviously not true. Right. Recycle bin. Um, they showed the uh, disk icon or hard drive icon. I should say. I don't uh, know where but, I saw it, but there's a new printer icon somewhere. I forget where it is, but I saw it yeah. somewhere. This so is all are. part of a bigger change that's coming with presumably 21H2, Sun Valley. That's where we're going. Um, yeah, we, <laughs> we've seen a lot of visual changes throughout the testing. And, um, right. And last week, one, we had new, new system icons for a lot of things. Like in the settings app, there are new icons yeah. for almost everything that's in my hands-on video that I did last week. Yeah. So, yeah. so that'll be cool. Um I, I I hope that they like Microsoft's supposed to have some kind of Windows 10 focused event soon, and I I hope that they do something where they actually just show this stuff off in one place because like we're getting we're getting it little by little by little, right? And it would be really nice if 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 they kind of said like, hey, this is what the next version of Windows is going to look like. Yeah, it's always more exciting to have like this big blow out of information than to have it trickle out. And right. you have to find it. Well, I mean, just, just to to have one story that kind of puts it all together. Right. Exactly. Uh, just just kind of it, it kind of completes it, you know. Yeah. Um, and apparently, Windows 10 X is delayed again. Oh, so, man. What a mess. well, well, that's the thing that that concerns me because um, that that was a report from Zach at Windows Central, um, and we I know we don't have this in the show notes today, but but apparently it's been delayed and it's not gonna. RTM until later this spring, which is late. And if it gets pushed back to the fall, that worries me because Windows 10X was supposed to ship last fall. Um, that was back when it was still supposed to be dual screen. And it didn't, but that's that's what I was told was that last fall we were going to get a minor update on Windows 10 because Windows 10X was going to RTM. And then the, uh, Windows 10X got delayed until the spring. We got the minor update anyway, and now, of course, we got an, another minor update in the spring because Windows, Windows 10X was supposed to RTM. If they push it to the fall, I worry that we're going to get yet another minor update for Windows 10, yeah. and then Sun Valley, all of all the stuff that we're testing gets pushed back to next spring. Which Man, that would, would suck. suck. That would suck. Yeah. But maybe yeah. they're going to try to and go for a different approach and actually have them come out at around the same time so they can promote like this new design language that's kind of consistent about, yeah. across both of them. So maybe. maybe. I mean, but that's that's I, that's just not what they've historically went for. Historically, it's been Windows 10X is going to RTM, so we're going to do a minor update for Windows 10. Right. 
By the way, it, like I could also see it making sense to them to do another minor update just because they they do that minor update in the fall update because that's the business update that's supported for 30 months. Um, and then they do that major update in the spring. Um, and it's not like they've done this for so long that it's precedent, but they did they did say when they released 20H2 that they do the minor update in the fall. Right. So, yeah, I, I like I I can I can see it making sense, but that would just be a bummer because like like I I I haven't installed this build. I don't run insider previews on my main PC. I think that's foolish. But um, I I would love to I'd love to test this. I'd, I'd love to see this stuff in my day to day. I just you know I I it's not I'm, worth it. Yeah. No, it's not. I worth don't it. do it on my main PC either. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Another one. But yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I like how it looks, and it, it would suck that if it got delayed for it'd be like over a year from now if it got delayed to the next release cycle. Yeah, and that's 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 a tough thing for Windows insiders because um, you can't you can't get off of the Windows Insider program if if you don't right uh, until there's if, a if, release. If, yeah, yeah, until there's an actual release, you know, so. Yeah, well, so you'd, have to, you'd have to reset in order to do that. Yeah. That's another reason that I don't want to put any any machines on the dev channel because I mean it's been a year now <laughs> where, <laughs> where like like they're just pushing these things out in the dev and they're like oh no it's just pre release now nothing to see here it's not tied to a specific update and it's like okay so I'm just screwing my machine because you you won't tell me when I'll be able to get off the dev channel without doing a factory reset on my PC. So like, who in their right mind would do that? You know, um, right? Like, yeah, there's no no actual timeline. Yeah. So. I think they've been pretty bad at making. The, I mean, it's also because all the the updates that have existed are minor, so they're they're not taking anything from these bigger builds. But it, yeah. it, they've also not made very clear that or if when this this stuff is ready and you're in the dev channel and now they're preparing a big update like twenty one H two. They right. can tell me, well, now we're bringing this build to the beta channel and you can downgrade from to that if you want and yeah. just test that and then you can leave the inside of the program. It's, they haven't really said that very clearly because right. I don't know why. Well, but, no, yeah. but that's what's going to happen. It's, it's going it's gonna, to it's gonna move to the beta channel eventually. You just don't know when. We thought right. it was going to be last spring. It wasn't. So, like, if you if you if you signed up for the dev channel like last, I don't know, October, and you're like, that's all right. I'll be able to switch in the spring. It was not that long. And then suddenly, the spring is is a minor update, and you're screwed because you're just stuck with it for another six <laughs> yeah. months. Or you could do a factory reset, which is a pain point. It's dumb. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, my my the my computer that has the insider stuff has been getting really buggy lately, and. I don't want to reset it, but I'm going to have to. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have no way of knowing if this build is going to be super buggy or if it's not. Right. You know? Let's talk about the Snapdragon 8CX. Um, this is a minor story. I left it, I left it at, at the end on purpose. So um, some benchmarks showed up on Geekbench for what's likely going to be the Snapdragon 8CX Gen 3. And um, the, we, we got a leak in... Um, in January, that that the uh, that Qualcomm is working on a Snapdragon 8CX Gen 3, uh, 982 single core score and 4918 multi core score. Saw a lot of headlines that it's competing with Intel Tiger Lake, which is you know just not true. Yeah. Um, I did like, like you look at the score. Like this is like um, I don't know 
70, like single core scores, like 70% of a core I seven, 11, 65 G seven. Like how is that, you know, competing? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Best case scenario, it could be competing with an i5, but even then, I don't know. Multiple so what do you think? Has this, has this product been Osborne's? I'm going to need you to define that. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> I don't so, know what that means. <laughs> and I, like, this is the part that I want to like, any, like a, a, a processor leak is just a, it's a processor leak. It's not a, right. you know, it's like, like, you know, a Gen 3 is coming. That's like, this is not a surprising story. Right. So, um. You know, when a, when a product is Osborne, like this is, I, I don't know, I don't know the specific story. But this is like like some computer in like probably the 80s. Um, it, yeah, it is the 80s. Where where um, the Osborne computer, he, re they released the computer and they're like, don't worry, the next one's going to be so much better. And so therefore, no one bought that that version of the product because he had already said, this next version is going to be so right. much better. Like, that, right. like you should wait for the next one. Um, and so I, I say that about the Snapdragon 8CX because we already know about what's probably going to be the Snapdragon 8CX Gen 4 because they bought Nuvia. Right. And they When they bought Nuvia, they said products coming out of that acquisition would come in the second half of 2022. They, and um, they were very clear, like, like Qualcomm got on a call with a bunch of journalists, they did a Q&A. They were very clear that this is the thing, this acquisition is what gives them the toolbox that they need to compete with Apple. Right. So, um, you know, I like, like, do you buy a Snapdragon 8CX Gen 3? Like, and I, I didn't ask, I should have, if, if. If this product is coming in the second half in 2022, and that's what's going to let them compete with the M1, um, are they still going to have a Gen 3 in between? It looks like they are. So, I don't know. Do you buy that? Do you do you buy a Windows on ARM PC knowing that that the real one, the one that competes with with Apple Silicon, is is coming later? Yeah, that's that's the thing. If we do know, if we know that a better one is coming. Of course, and this is gonna make not a lot of sense to buy. That 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 that's the thing companies usually avoid, even when yeah. they know there's gonna be something better. You yeah. don't want to say you never want to say that. Oh, we're gonna make this great thing and <laughs> just release a garbage product in the meantime. Well, it's not a garbage product, but it's still not on par with Intel, and it's like like Windows on ARM is still an iffy value proposition. You know, I'm a big fan. I love the integrated cellular connectivity and and the battery life and the instant right. on and all that stuff. But um, the thing is that like if you're just just a consumer, you know, we do have 64-bit emulation coming later this year, which is cool. Um, but it's it's just it's an iffy value proposition, you know. Yeah, it, I say garbage product. I mean, it, it looks like garbage if you compare it to what we were expecting now because of that acquisition, because we were really expecting a big breakout product. Do you and know what's not an iffy value proposition? <laughs> I, I, I think I know where you're going. Right? Audio books from Audible. <laughs> All right. I am a big fan. I have been a longtime subscriber to Audible. So Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, and self-development. Every month, members get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection, and access to daily news digests, as well as guided meditation programs. You know, I didn't make that part up. That's the <laughs> script written by 
by Amazon. <laughs> it's yeah. uh, right under. So who are we? And uh, that's fine because it's true. Uh, that's who they are. But let me tell you um, a little bit of my experience with Audible because, you know, la- last time um, was my pick was uh, Autobiography of Catherine Janeway, yeah. which is narrated by Kate Mulgrew. I'm not going to pick an audio book at all this time. I'm going to pick an audio drama, The Sandman. Now, if you're a comic book fan, have you heard of The Sandman? I've heard of it. I don't know what it is, okay. but I have heard of it. Okay. So <laughs> it's, it's one of the best graphic novels ever written. Um, and and that, like, that's not even disputed. One of the best. Can't say the best because obviously that would be disputed. Uh, <laughs> so it's written by Neil Gaiman. Awesome stuff. And this is a full cast audio drama. And if you've read this graphic novel and you want to hear it come to life, if you've read this thing and you're you're reading the words and you're you're imagining in your head what these characters sound like, you get to hear this come to life. And th- there's 10 books. There's there's 10 graphic novels in the collection. This audio drama covers the first three, and they've already signed a renewal for for uh, second and third parts, uh, which should cover most of the series. So that's going to be awesome, and I'm looking forward to it. But man, um, that was something that that um, I truly enjoyed because <laughs> I've I've read the that series of graphic novels several times over, and man, that like that audio drama, like and and there's a lot of audio dramas on Audible. It's not just audio books. Um, also, of course, podcasts and stuff like that. So. Uh, you can find the Neowin podcast on Audible. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, head over to audibletrial.com slash Neowin, and you'll get your first month free. And what that means is that you're going to get an audiobook for free that you get to keep for life, okay? You could cancel without even paying for that first month. You know, you're going to get that first month for free. You're going to get a credit. You're going to pick your audiobook, and you get to keep that audiobook forever, even if you cancel, because that's how it works. And I don't think you're going to want to cancel, though. I think you're going to want to keep subscribing to this product because it's 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 a really great service. Yeah, you got you really got nothing to lose. I installed Audible about a year ago, mm-hmm. and I I actually chose Inferno by Dan Brown. That mm-hmm. that was my first book. I haven't listened to it yet because I forgot I was going on a on a plane <laughs> trip. I was going on a plane trip and I was planning to listen during the trip, and then I forgot my headphones, so I couldn't. Oh. <laughs> But I installed the app recently, <laughs> and I still have, and I still have it there. Like I never oh. played anything, but I still have that book that I can listen to whenever I want. So that's pretty cool. You really got nothing yep. to lose, yep. just trying it out. No so. risk. AudibleTrial.com/slash/NeoWin. Go check it out. Um, so that's all we got for this week, right? Yep. Um, anything else you want to add? Do you want to say anything to the audience? No, I think we're good. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm at the Rich Woods on Twitter. Where can we find you? And I am at Indospot. And I think we agree that I'm not spelling that out anymore. So. Oh, right. Okay. Good, good luck. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's hard to spell. It's hard to spell. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys. We'll catch you in a couple of weeks. All right. See you, everyone.